We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We are so happy to be here today on this very special Sunday to our wonderful and anointed worship and arts ministry. They have been with us every step of the way. Wherever you are, I just clap those hands and give them a virtual praise because many of them have sacrificed so much. We've got those who've driven from out of town as far away as Greenville and other places just to be a part of this worship experience on today. And we say thank you so very much. To those of you who feel as if you are shut out, we don't want to remind you that you may be shut in, but you're not shut out. God can and God will get to you. This is a glorious day in the Christian church. And we refuse to allow any virus to steal our praise and to steal what we would ordinarily give God this day. You don't have to be in a church setting or building to give God your best praise. So thank you for joining us. And we know that God will get the glory. There's a word from the Lord that is found in a very special text. The gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthew's chapter 28, verses 1 through verse 7. And we're reading in order to get a clearer understanding of this text. We've chosen the New Living Translation as the translation that we will read from today. On this Resurrection Sunday morning. God is inviting us to go to Matthew's chapter 28, verses 1 through verse 7, the New Living Translation. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Verse 2 says, suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and set on it. His face shone like lightning. His clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him. And they fell, and you need to remember this because I will make this clear in the message. They fell into a a dead faint. One translation say a deep trance. Verse number five. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And verse number seven. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Please remember these words. 
you will see him where? Galilee, not at the tomb. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Verse 5 says, I know you are looking for Jesus. I know you are, one translation says, seeking Jesus. Verse 7 says, leave the tomb, meet me in Galilee, and there you will see him. For the next few moments, I want to share with you from the subject, seeing beyond the tomb. Seeing beyond the tomb. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as you know, our custom here at Bible Way is to put that word in the atmosphere. So just lift your hands wherever you are and say, Lord, help me to see beyond the tomb. Listen, my brothers and sisters, since the beginning of this year, this year of 2020, we have talked about the significance of perfect vision, which we define simply as seeing as God sees. Now, when we speak of this perfect vision, we are not talking about seeing with our natural eyes. We are speaking of seeing with our hearts, seeing with our minds. We're not talking about the kind of vision that is corrected uh, with glasses or contacts. We're talking about the kind of vision that penetrates the heart, the kinds of vision that allows us to see what no one else can see. We began the year with our first series of messages. The first Sunday in January, we began with a series entitled Seeing Ourselves as God Sees Us. That series consisted of 10 separate messages, such as redeem, bless, and highly favored, uh, such as uh, we are not who you think we are. Ten separate messages that we preached throughout uh, that first series, the salt of the earth, the light of uh, the world. In that message, we said that it is important for us to see as God sees and not let our spiritual vision the seeing out of our hearts and minds be dictated by what our natural eyes may have seen or what our natural heart may feel. Throughout that series, it was stated that, listen, and this is so key to our message today. Throughout that series, it was stated that how we choose to see the events and the situations that occurs in our lives often determines the outcome of those events 
and those situations. Let me say that again because this is important. How we choose to see the events and the situations in our lives often determines the outcome of those events and those situations. Listen, if you choose only to see the negative, then usually that situation ends up impacting our lives in a negative way. Please hear this. If you choose to see what is negative, then your situation in all likelihood ends up in a negative way. On the other hand, if you choose to see the positive, then something good can come out of what is a painful and an uncomfortable situation can come out of what are painful and uncomfortable events in our life. Listen, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. I will paraphrase it for me. I put the New Living Translation on the screen. But Solomon writes these words, and in it, Solomon says this, For as we think in our hearts, so are we. Uh, and Solomon wasn't talking about that physical vessel that pumps the blood throughout our bodies. He was talking about our hearts, our imagination, our soul. As we think in our hearts, so are we. We all should memorize this verse. If you think negative, you are negative. If you think you're nobody, you usually are seen as nobody. But if you know that you are blessed and highly favored, if you know that despite the circumstances and the situation that's going on in your life, that God can bring something good out of this. God can bring something good out of anything. There is a quote that I want to share with you. And as I was putting this message together, this quote blessed me so much. And I sent it around to others and says, let this bless you. The quote says this, being positive is not pretending that everything is good. <laughs> Listen, being positive is not pretending that everything is good. It is choosing to see the good in everything. Now, here's a real story. As I was preaching and preparing to preach this message, I was in my home office and my granddaughter, Kimmy, was there visiting. And she was talking about 2020 being out of school and going through all that she was going. Now, this is a 12-year-old. She said to me, she said, Granddaddy, 2020 is the worst year of my life. And I said, Kimmy, why? She says, first of all, Kobe died. She was a big Laker fan. She loved like her daddy, Kobe Bryant. She said, I haven't gotten over Kobe yet. And then uh, the coronavirus hit. And she says, what else is going to happen? I said, well, Kimmy, look at this. You now have more time to spend with your granddad. You now have more time to study. You have time to do the things that you have always done. And she turned to me and she says, granddad, 
you always talk about the good. And I said, thank you, out of the mouth of a 12-year-old. Because see, I refuse to allow the narrative of a 12-year-old's life to be, this is the worst year of my life. Now, I'm a Kobe fan. I was a Kobe fan also. It broke my heart. That Sunday afternoon when I received the word that Kobe died. But guess what? The sun rose the next morning. There was breath in all of our bodies the next morning. We've got to choose to see the positive. The end of that quote says this. Positivity, like joy, is a choice. Positivity, like joy, is a choice. Nobody can make you happy. Nobody can make you feel joy. You have to choose joy. No one can make you think positive. You can read all the books you want. You can go to all the seminars you, you want. You can participate in all the podcasts you want. But until you decide that I am going to live my life in a positive way, it will not end up. We all have gone through stuff. The Bible says a man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Does not exempt anybody, but we know how we see that. Job said, but though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You've got to praise God. You've got to choose positivity. You've got to choose joy. In the midst of what you're going through of 2020, you ought to refuse to let these words come out of your mouth. This is the worst time of my life. The enemy is a liar. Uh, if you are going through difficulties, you are going to turn it and you're going to say this is the greatest time. I have prayed more in 2020 than I've prayed in a long time. I, I've read more of the Bible. I've studied more of God's word. I've connected with people uh, through virtual contacts that I've never done before. God says I can turn what was meant to be harmful and evil into something that is good. We see that in the text. In our text, let us, for the next few moments, turn to the text. In our text, let us examine what it says concerning seeing beyond what appeared to have been a very painful and depressing situation. To see what it actually became, an incredible, powerful, transformative experience. Ooh, don't miss this. What, what appeared to be painful and depressing became incredible, powerful, and transformative. Our text begins with these most powerful words that are recorded in verse 1 of the text. Verse 1 of the text says this, Early on Sunday morning, as a new day was dawning. Listen, early on Sunday morning, as a new day was beginning. I want to read that again, because I want you to catch what it says. Early on Sunday morning, uh, it is so significant that it did not say Wednesday morning. 
Because Sunday morning represented something Wednesday does not represent. Early on Sunday morning as a new day was beginning. The text tells us that this was not only a new day, but because it happened on Sunday morning, it was a brand new week. I, I wish you were here to shout with me. I wish you were here to praise God because I, I would just take a moment to put a praise break on that. You ought to put, hey, hey, musician, we ought to put just a praise break on just one thing right now. Early on Sunday morning, there was a new day and a new week. Clap those hands wherever you are and give God your best praise. Listen. All that happened last week was behind them. Please hear this message. What happened last week, Pastor Jackson? Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was rejected. Jesus was crucified. And Jesus was buried. Let me say that again. Last week, touch and agree with me wherever you are and say last week, last week, Jesus was betrayed, Jesus was rejected, Jesus was crucified, and Jesus was buried. But that was last week. (laughs) That was the past. Mary Magdalene And the other Mary went to the tomb (laughs) to see the tomb. One translation says they came to visit the tomb. One says they went to see the tomb. Perhaps they went there to mourn what happened last week. What happened again? Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was rejected. Jesus was crucified and Jesus was buried. They went to the place that represented all Pastor Mac that happened on last week. They went to the place that represented uh, his betrayal, his rejection, his crucifixion, and his burial. Ah, but when they got there, ooh, the text says something happened. They realized that this isn't last week. I feel like preaching somebody. Because somebody in your house is still living with last week's mentality. You're still living with what happened to you last year. What happened in your life last month? What you've been going through the last couple weeks? But I stopped by standing behind this pulpit to declare and decree that was last week. This is a brand new week. Something extraordinary happened the first day of a brand new week. <laughs> Whatever you went through last week, God told me to tell you it's over. 
Whatever you endured last month, God told me to tell you it's over. This is the first day of a brand new week. I wish you were here, but since you're not, you've got to virtually just stretch your hand out and say, Pastor Jackson, this is the first day of a brand new week. I know I had a hard time last week, but the good news is that last week is now over. This is the first day of a brand new week. And if you choose to have joy, then you ought to give God your best praise for the first day of a brand new week. Let me tell you what has happened. Here's what happened. Oh, they went to the tomb and they discovered, and I want to make this point, that the Roman guards had been and I wish I had this word to put on the screen and they got time upstairs it's called divinely neutralized because I want you to see this the Roman guards had been divinely neutralized good God almighty the Roman soldiers had been divinely neutralized. In other words, your enemies, the folk who were trying to hold you in the tomb, had been divinely neutralized. Not neutralized by a human army, not neutralized by human resources, but they had been divinely, God-given, neutralized. In other words, God said, I'll take care of this. They're the words on the screen, divinely neutralized. I, and, and, and I pause because I want you to see this. I, I had not planned to, to really stay right here. So thank you, our media team, for working with me. But God says, I want somebody to get this word in their spirit. Put it back up there again. I want you to see something in your spirit. Here's what God says I'm going to do to your enemies. I am going to divinely neutralize your enemy. When my enemy and my foe came upon me, to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. God says, I paralyzed your enemy. They did not even know what had hit them. First thing he did was he divinely neutralized the enemy. Second thing he did was roll the stone away. Now I want you to think about this. Think about this. He rolled the stone away. I said at the 8 o'clock service that I remember being in seminary sitting under a New Testament survey course. And I heard the professor said this and the hairs on my head stood up. He says the stone wasn't rolled away so that Jesus could get out. The stone was rolled away so that other folk could go in 
and verify the fact that he had gotten out. <laughs> In other words, God didn't have to move the stone to take Jesus out of the tomb. He could have divinely lifted Jesus through the rocks, through the tomb, but he rolled the stone away so that he could publicly humiliate the enemies to let them know not only did I divinely neutralize you, but I rolled away what you thought was immovable. But God, somebody say, but God, so divinely neutralized, stone rolled away. The women goes in and now he's not there. Whew. Jesus is not there. We came to mourn. We came to see his body, uh, but we realize he isn't there. But the angel of the Lord whew, was there. Angel of the Lord said, I've got some good news for you. These terrified women. Verses 5 and 6, the angel share this good news. The angel said, don't be afraid. For I know you seek Jesus or you look for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen as he said. And then the angel says something. <laughs> That's why the stone was rolled away. Man. Stone was rolled away. Not so Jesus can get out. But God knew I need some human proof. I need a testimony of somebody. See, because of Mary, if Jesus had risen from the dead and the stone was still there, somebody would say today that, oh, he's still in the grave. But God said, the enemy is a liar. I took the stone away. And then the angel said to Mary Magdalene, out of whom seven demons were delivered. The angel said to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, come see the place where his body was lying. In other words, come see the place where he used to be. <laughs> He's not here anymore. But I want you to come and see the place where your pain used to be. Come see a place where your disappointment used to be. Come see the place that represents where all of your distress and heartaches used to be. In other words, I want you to know something. That the tomb isn't what it used to be. I've done something that goes beyond the empty tomb. And he picks it up in verse number 7. And in verse number 7, the angel gives Mary Magdalene and Mary, the other Mary, an assignment. The angel said, you've seen the empty tomb. <laughs> you know that the enemy has been neutralized. But I need you to do something for me. I need you to leave this place. Go back to Jerusalem and tell my disciples. Uh, Mark says, and tell Peter also uh, to meet me in Galilee. Note, if you will, what the text did not say. 
the angel never said to Mary and the other Mary, go bring them back to the tomb. But the angel said, no, I, I need them to meet me in Galilee. Why? Because here's the thing. The tomb, listen to this, the tomb represented the pain and the disappointment of what had happened on last week. Woo! The tomb represented the pain and the disappointment of what happened on last week. But Galilee, good God Almighty, Galilee represented the hope for the future. Tomb is what you lay down when your heart was broken. But I need you to meet me in a new place called Galilee. Galilee is where there's hope and where there is deliverance. Here's what Jesus wanted them to know, that if you want to see me, you can't see the tomb and see me. You can't live in the past and see what I'm going to do. But because I'm getting ready to do something new in your life, you must be willing to turn the page over everything that happened in your life on last week and meet me in a new place. Who am I talking to? Who am I preaching to? Somebody somewhere need to turn the page of your hurt and your disappointment and you need to look beyond what happened in the past in your life and see what God is up to right now because God says I'm doing something in your life Ah, that takes away all the heartaches of your pain. See beyond where you laid your burdens. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. Many of us have been going through traumatic situations. These last four or five weeks have been unparalleled to anything we have ever gone through before. But here's what I refuse to allow the enemy to do. You can't, you may not, I may not be able to control everything, but I know this, I can control my perception of what's going on. I choose to call 2020 a great year because I'm looking beyond the place that caused me pain. Listen, I, I want to share with you three key things, and then, then we're going to end this message, but go with me. Three key things I want to share with you. Help me out. I, I want to share these three key things. Uh, number one is this. In life, we do not always get to decide what we go through. But I want you to hear this. However, we do get to choose how we respond to what we go through. I want you to hear this. You did not choose this situation, but you get to choose to rejoice. You get to choose to praise God. You get to choose to clap your hands right now and give God your best praise. Come on, musicians. You get to choose to put your best praise over what you're going through right now. Right 
Somebody is walking around waving your hand and say, God get the glory. Somebody is walking around saying, I may be in the house, but there's breath in my body. Somebody is walking around saying, could have been another way. You could have been one of those numbers that makes up the tragedy, but God. So take away number one. In life, we do not always get to decide what we go through. However, we do get to choose how we respond to what we are going through. Positivity is a choice. Joy is a choice. If you lie in your bed with your head under the cover, if you're walking around all depressed, moping and mourning, saying, oh, with me, I'm so glad, be so glad when this is over. This is the worst time in my life. Then the enemy hears the words that come out of your mouth. And that impacts how things end up in your life. But in the midst of what you're going through is takeaway number two. We should choose to see the positive in every situation. Stay right there with me for a moment. We should choose to see the positive in every situation. Even those situations that are most challenging in our life. Romans 8 and 28 says this. Paul writes these words in Romans 8, 28. The New Living Translation puts it this way. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And we know. <laughs> Listen, in the midst of what you're going through, you've got to declare, I know something good is coming out of this. Now, folk will say you're crazy. That's that psycho-spiritual babble. Let them say whatever they want to say. But the God you serve allows you to see the power. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I know something good is coming out of this. Somebody's child is going to get saved. Somebody will be delivered. Somebody, when this is over and the church doors are now open, somebody's going to run to the altar and say, Lord, I thank you. Could have been me, but I thank you. We must choose to see the positive in every situation. Romans 8, 28, remember that? Write it down carried with you and we know that everything that all things work together for good here's the third and the final one Ooh, here's the third and the last one you can rejoice over this always remember this that God has a plan God's got a plan even during our darkest days We've got to know that God has a plan for this. Lord, I don't know why, but I trust you. Trust that in the midst of what I'm going through, you've got a plan in our life. Here is something that the Lord dropped in my spirit that blessed me so. God says, Daryl, can I remind you of something? The betrayal, the rejection, the crucifixion, the burial of last week 
were all necessary. This is part three. This is takeaway number three. They were all necessary in order for there to be a resurrection. Let me drop something in your spirit. Without a crucifixion, there could be no resurrection. Without a burial, there could be no resurrection. Without a betrayal and a rejection, there would not have been a crucifixion. Without a crucifixion, there cannot be a resurrection. The resurrection represents something new. Something blessed by God. And I'm hearing God says, every crucifixion in your life is part of my divine plan. Who am I speaking to right now? I'm looking you in the eyes right now and say, there's a reason you're going through this. There's a reason you were betrayed. There is a reason many of you have been hurt. God says, I'm going to have a resurrection with your name on it. New beginning. <laughs> New life. Songs say he rose with all power in his hand. Somebody right now, God's turning it around. As, as, as we get ready to pray for you, I'm telling you right now, God is turning some things around in your life right now. But here is something that you need to see. In order for you to get what God has for you, you must be willing to look beyond what has happened in your life yesterday, last week, last month, last year. I've got news for you. Last week is over. <laughs> God's doing something great. God's doing something like he's never done before he has already won the victory victory is ours said the lord Ooh. can you see beyond your hurt your disappointment your pain of yesterday can you see what god is doing in your life right now Ooh. And until you see it, that's why, that's why the angel said to Mary and the other Mary, meet him not at the tomb. Tell his disciples, don't come here. <laughs> this place represents pain, betrayal, rejection, crucifixion. But I'm taking you to a new place. Meet me in Galilee. That's where the New Testament started. God says that's where he spoke to them life. Told them to go to Jerusalem and wait there. And they will be then endowed with power from on high. Ooh, thank you, Lord, for doing a new thing in our life. There's a wonderful song written by Brother Todd Delaney. And right now, wherever you are, God told me to challenge you to pause, stop what you're doing, lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, help me see beyond what has happened in my life. Help me to see what is going to happen, what you're going to do. Ooh, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Come on, come on, wherever you are. 
if you can close those eyes and lift those hands and lose yourself in the environment of your house transform your house into your altar and say here I am Lord by his stripes Todd Delaney writes we are healed by his nail pierced hands we are free by his blood we are washed clean now we have the victory can I say to somebody right now that you already have the victory Ooh. and the power of sin is broken Ooh. Jesus overcame it all yes he did he has won our freedom Jesus has won it all hallelujah hallelujah you have won the victory I like this verse you have won it all for me <laughs> death could not hold you down thank you Lord you are the risen king seated in majesty you are the risen king listen because Jesus got up one day my dad's gonna get up <laughs> because Jesus got up everyone who died in Christ shall meet him in the air God says, see beyond the tomb. See beyond a place of hurt, a place of pain and disappointment. This is a new day and a brand new week. And God's doing a brand new thing in our lives. Come on, join the praise team. Bless him. By his stripes, we are healed. By his nail-pierced hands, we're free. Thank you, Lord. By his blood, we're washed clean. Now we have the victory. And thank God, the power of sin is Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. He overcame it. Worship with us. Worship with us. Worship with us. Yes, he has. Wherever you are, stop what you're doing right now and worship. Lift those hands. If you're washing dishes, stop and just lift those hands. If you're cooking, stop right now and just worship. Yeah, yes. We sing hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands with us. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and sing now. Hallelujah. You have won it all. Yes, Lord. Death could not hold Hallelujah. You're alive and well. 
Jesus say death could not hold yeah yeah Hallelujah. He reigns on high. Our God is risen. He's alive. He won. Nobody but Jesus. Hey, nobody but Jesus. grateful that you are joining us right now but these next few moments are so important God says I want to do something transformative in your life what happened the week before the resurrection was painful it involved a betrayal a rejection even a denial by his number one disciple. It involved fake praise by those who one moment shouted Hosanna and just a few days later, whoo, crucify him. <laughs> I'm talking to someone right now. Here's what God told me. It is so easy for us to get stuck in what happened last week. It is so easy for us to become obsessed with the things we went through that hurt us, let us down, broke our hearts. But the first verse in this text says it was Sunday morning, a new day in a brand new week. Ooh. God had turned things around in their lives. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? You may be home, but this is a new day and a new week. 
this is still resurrection Sunday <laughs> you can jump in your house don't you allow the enemy to steal your praise our praises are not limited to a geographical location I've learned in these last four to five weeks that I can preach if nobody is here because preaching is not being validated by those who say amen preaching is being validated by God that says well done you've said what I've asked you to say remember these three takeaways we don't get to decide what we go through we don't get to choose what happens to us but we do get to choose how we respond to what we go through second we should always choose to see the positive always in every situation choose to see the best even during those most challenging times remembering this that all things everything work together for our good and then third and finally always remember this that God has a plan even during our darkest hours God has a plan so many of you have gone through so much but I'm here to tell you that God has a plan that will transform your life just a couple of years ago one of our dear members I was praying for she was going through a very serious cancer treatment at the height of her career <laughs> and one day she can tell the story but I just got to tell you I was so blessed from what I read in the papers just the other day at the height of her career as one of the leading assistant coaches coaching for Don Staley and the women in game cards sister Nikki Craig and we prayed and we touched and agreed cancer was in her body she says pastor I don't know what God is up to and I said, I don't know, but I shared with her those same words. Baby, God says he has a plan. God blessed her, sent her to Old Dominion. Last year, she became the coach of the year in a conference. And just this week, whew, God gave her perhaps what is the greatest opportunity in her life. She left to become the head coach of one of the leading women's basketball schools in the nation in Mississippi State. And I remember saying to her, God reminded me when I read the story, God says, didn't I tell you I had a plan? Here's what I'm saying to you. It was her story on yesterday, but tomorrow it can be your story. It really doesn't matter what you're going through. Your darkest hours do not have to be your final hours. God says, I'll turn it around. And resurrection comes after disappointments. Resurrection comes after heartaches, pains, and crucifixion. God's doing something for you right now. So once again, praise team, come on, tell them. Death could not hold you down. Ooh, hey. You are the
Call this number that is on the screen, 888-776-1238, or you can send a prayer request at bwcard.org. God says this is somebody's resurrection day. <laughs> I, I don't know who, but I'm feeling this in my spirit. God said this week, the week of April the 12th, <laughs> is somebody's resurrection week. God told me to say somebody's getting up this week. God's turning something around for somebody this week. That could be you. That may be you. Touch and agree that God can do it in your life. If you want to be saved, if you're looking for a church family and you don't have one, we invite you to become a part of ours. If you do have a church family, remain faithful to your church. But if you're just drifting nowhere, not connected to anything, God says you need to be connected to other believers so that others can pray for you. You can touch and agree even virtually. Two and three are gathered in my name. God says I'll be in the midst of them. It doesn't have to be literal. It can be house parties. It, it can be Zoom. It can be in whatever way you're doing it. But God will be in the midst. I'm declaring today that somebody this week will have a resurrection. Lord, that's stuck in my spirit. Some, somebody's coming out of the tomb. <laughs> and you know what? And when you leave the tomb... God said, don't go back there. One of our members sent me a text between service. And they said, Pastor, I got something out of that. God says, when you leave there, don't go back. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you go home, thank you, Deacon Chris and others. When, when God says, go home and stay home. When you come back to God, stay there. God says, because I'll bless you. Like you've never been blessed before. Close those eyes. Touch and agree. Lord we thank you. Somebody. Will experience. A resurrection week. Someone. But in order to do that. You've challenged us to see beyond the tomb. See beyond all that happened to us last week. All the betrayals. All the rejections. The crucifixions even the burials that happened in our life. There's some people who wrote us off and buried us and said we'll never amount to anything. Uh, but there is a resurrection that is on his way. So we said move in a mighty way, Lord. Thank you in advance. Someone who's calling that number right now. It is already done. It is already done. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, praise team. Tell them in the whole.
those of you that are viewing, I want you to do something special. Every resurrection Sunday, since the inception of this ministry, we have sown a special resurrection offering of $7 into the ministry so that we can bless and help others, so that we can provide resources so that others can know that Jesus lives. There's a special prompt to give. Go to BW Car, text us, and just send your $7. Amen. Because in the midst of this, we find ourselves now feeding more people than we've ever fed before. Every day, that office is open to help those that are in need. And every day, we get calls from people saying, do you have food? And we want to be there to help. We have always been. God says, use this opportunity to help. We take our vans and we are taking them to pick up food, take it to school kids all over the community. We feed senior citizens in the community. If there are senior citizens that are listening right now, if you're a senior and there's some needs in your life and you need food, you need somebody to talk to, you can call us. We would be there. You don't have to be a member of this church. But this is our God-given mission. So thank you. Join us. Put that $7 offering. Let it go towards this Resurrection Sunday. And God will bless you. And here is the good news. If you don't have, you don't have to feel bad. We've never put pressure on folk. We've never publicly disclosed the amounts or the names of those who give because this is not a contest of the biggest givers this represents what God wants us to do to help those that are less fortunate than the rest of us thank you and then join us on Tuesday night as we continue the Bible study series uh, that God has given us the promises of God in a time of crisis we will conclude that series on Tuesday night with the third promise. And then on next Sunday, we are beginning a brand new series of messages. God dropped this in my spirit, confirmed it on yesterday. The series is entitled, A Spiritual Stimulus Package. A Spiritual Stimulus Package. No, not a check in the mail. But God says your spiritual stimulus package is a special word. God has given me so far five messages. When you go through, when we pray, when you don't know what to do. From devastation to restoration to transformation. And after this, <laughs> a spiritual stimulus package. God says, as folk receive those checks in the mail, they need to get something that goes a lot deeper than a check. And that is God's word. So share the word. Tell others to join us. Thank you so very much. Elder Bill and the praise team are coming. And on this glorious resurrection Sunday morning, they're going to take us out in a very special way. Thank you to our worship and arts ministry, our divine praisers. Thank you so much. Oh, the virtual audience.